Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Tuesday, everybody, and welcome into the Graham Lincoln MacLean podcast, episode 261. This is truly an emergency pod, Mac. We had to do it because the ACC schedule came out last night. There is so much to break down. So Mac and I said, you know, alert, alert, emergency pod, this has to happen. And so we're here breaking it down. I am actually at home for once in these recordings. Mac is in a hotel room. Mac, tell the people why you weren't on the huddle show last night because some people were very concerned to not see you there, Matt. Yeah, I had a couple of texts, a couple of tweets asking what I was doing. Well, I was supposed to be in Dallas, Texas, um, but apparently, KG, you can probably <laughs> help us out a little bit better than this. Uh, there's an ice storm that comes once Ooh. every year, once a year. You tell me, when, when does ice hit Texas, who everyone thinks is just a desert? Uh, yeah, it's about, I would say once a year, something happens. And even just the threat of ice shuts everything down. Right. The, from what my parents have told me, the high today in Austin is 40 and they've already canceled school, which is hilarious. And Dallas, of course, is further north and Dallas does get a little more weather. So yeah, I, I wasn't shocked at all when you said, oh, the Dallas airports are freaking out and no one knows what to do. It, it just is pretty typical. So that's what your boy was dealing with. So I, I've had um, three canceled <laughs> flights yesterday or today, however you want to look at it, um, mm. where literally I, I've had this flight for months, get it. I am like pulling into Charlotte city limits and I get a text from American Airlines saying your flight's canceled. And I was like, huh, okay, uh, now what do we do? And so luckily we have very nice, you know, people that, that help us out when we're in a bind with this and, and Disney travel, shout out to all those people um, that, that get it done. KG, I booked two other flights that get canceled, gets pushed to 5.30 a.m. So while y'all are listening, while KG posts this, I will hopefully be in the air, but I don't know how about that. I'll, I'll follow up and let you guys know if I make it or not ever. Uh, but I was supposed to be doing XFL stuff in Dallas. Um, so hopefully I get there. Hopefully it makes it happen, and uh, we, we'll see. But right now, um, the desert is frozen, and I can't get to it. And hopefully you meet the rock. That would be the coolest thing ever. Monday was the opportunity, and I don't know. We'll see. No. See what happens. Oh, no. Okay, well, hopefully he's still there. Maybe his plane is stranded, you know? One one can dream. But, you know, silver lining, KG, we do have another member in the audience. Shout out to my (laughs) brother-in-law, Kenneth Smith. Uh, So, you know, we do do a big. Live audience is what we do. My mom, Cannon, Khaki from time to time, and Sam. Um, You need to start bringing some live members. And Amelia. And Amelia. She's going to make a big appearance soon, I feel like. Well, Mac, I, I have kind of one up you. I mean, my unborn child has been on every episode since like. <laughs> Killing August, me. So. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> I can't compete. All right. Let's dive into this schedule release. I have some thoughts written down here for every single schedule. We are going to go through and just kind of give initial reaction here to the ACC schedule. Of course, we will break it all down much further in depth as we get closer to the actual football season. But It's only January 31st. So I sorted this by the order of finish last year. So let's go ahead and start with Clemson. I think what really stood out to me with this Clemson schedule, Mac, first and foremost, is your opening Labor Day night at Duke. (laughs) This is the biggest game that Wallace Wade Indoor Outdoor Stadium will have ever hosted ever. 
So you've got that. I want your thoughts on that. And then for Clemson's schedule in general, for Clemson fans, weirdly, you have three straight September home games and then three straight November home games and then just one in October. So that's kind of odd. I don't know how that will affect the actual team. But let's just start with your thoughts on on that Duke game, Mac. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, it's it's on a Monday night, so Clemson again, uh, you know, playing back-to-back years on Monday night, not at home, traveling somewhere else. So it's going to be in Wallace Wade, like you said. The interesting thing that I want to see is is how blue is that stadium because I know Clemson fans are going to find a way. Mm. Uh, I remember my times, which it was very different. Those teams were so bad, you know, when we played Duke at Duke. Um, sure. I mean, it was, it was Clemson. I mean, it was orange everywhere. And, and so, you know, how, how do those guys show up? Ticket sales have to be through the roof. Duke has to be very excited about that. Um, and, and we're, we're going to find out very quickly about the Blue Devils, I think. You know, how good, you know, can they be? Uh, you know, because we, we think that, you know, that they're going to be pretty fun little team. And uh, this will be a great litmus test and also a good litmus test for, for Clemson as well. You know, traveling to an environment that, you know, isn't crazy or isn't the, the, the biggest or most ruckus. But you've got to be ready because they've got a great quarterback, have a lot of guys coming back really explosive offense that can test, you know, especially some things that we saw from Clemson this past season. So really interested to see that. I think everybody has that Florida State game circled. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we're going to see that twice, and we can jump into that if you think, but very excited about that. And then just, you know, that that run that you said at the end there, you know, with Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, North Carolina all at home, that's going to be a really, really important, uh, very impactful stretch for Clemson to end the season. Agreed. And I think you love having your bye week right there in the middle of the year if you're Clemson. It's so interesting because I was watching the Huddle Show as well and just seeing different things on Twitter. We're talking about Clemson FSU on September 23rd. And that leaves a good amount of time if you do get a rematch for a lot of other things to happen. And you don't feel like you just saw that game when you play that game on December 2nd. I think the inkling of let's get this game early so the teams can bounce back if they need to. Yeah, I think so. And what's it? I mean, we look, you could also see Clemson, North Carolina, and they play on November 18th. So there's also some other options there. Florida State and UNC don't even play in the regular season, so they could play. I really want to caution people because just because the divisions went away doesn't mean we suddenly can predict how it's going to happen because Ooh. it feels like our predictions, especially on one side of the league, were never right. So to just to just go ahead and say it's going to be Clemson FSU, college football's too crazy. I, I think that's the logical way to go, and I like that this game is early. But let's not pretend like we know what's going to happen in college football, Mac. That's right. No, I, I totally agree with you. When we have this idea of what we think it's going to be, it, it since we've been doing this, it has not been correct, especially on the coastal right. side. Um, so so we'll see. I, I like what you're saying there. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. The the last thing for me with Clemson is just. I think some fans would say the Clemson home schedule has been lacking as of late to have Florida state and Notre Dame and North Carolina all at home. To me, that's one of your better home schedules that Clemson's had in a, in a while, Mac. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, and think that, you know, again, take advantage of it. You know, that, that environment restarting the streak, as we all know, my goodness, um, you know, Clemson happened to do that over again and, and start building, you know, on that foundation and, and really get it going. All right, let's get to North Carolina and their schedule. What stands out to me with UNC Mac, we saw Mac Brown tweeting out that he didn't love how the ACC did this. And I think what he's referring to 
is the fact that UNC, now the opening is not as much the ACC because these aren't ACC teams. They open with South Carolina, App State, Minnesota. So that's pretty tough. And then at Pitt, that's a, that's a tough opening stretch. The bye week is early on September 30th, but I think he, I'm assuming he's mad about the finish. Duke at Clemson at NC State to finish the year. That is pretty difficult. Is that what he's mad about, Mac? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought that maybe it would be a little <laughs> bit more egregious. I, I thought that it would be like Clemson and FSU. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, right. you, you they don't get FSU. Of, yeah, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Like, just go do it. Go play football. You know, who cares? Uh, you know, go win the games that are in front of you that that you have on the schedule. Um, if, if anything, I think South Carolina, App State, Minnesota. I mean, that's a that's a rough stretch right there. You know, and then to to cap it off. So. You know, I, I think maybe what you said there, the, the finisher, but, I mean, you, you, you beat Duke. Uh, obviously, you go back and forth with NC State and having Clemson. I mean, anybody who has Clemson, they're complaining about that, right? Not, not too many people want to see the Tigers on their schedule. I guess so, but I, I think if you're North Carolina and you want to beat the best, that that's what you want. I, I can understand being a little mad about having Clemson and NC State back-to-back and both on the road, but – that's just kind of how the schedule drops sometimes. I think their September is one of the more interesting Septembers for any team. And there's going to be a lot of questions with new new offense, new offensive coordinator, Drake May figuring things out, no Josh Downs. But South Carolina, App, Minnesota, at Pitt. Everyone, sometimes or most teams, you have a September game that you're like, yeah, whatever, who cares? Those four, like you got to watch all four of those yeah. for North Carolina to open the year. No, I don't think there's any question. Again, you know, can we see Drake May take that next step? Can we see UNC's offense take that next step? Where to end the year, it was severely stalled out. Oh, by the way, you got a new offensive coordinator. Oh, by the way, you got a new offensive line coach. All these different things that, you know, you're going to have to deal with that, okay, how how do we get going? You know, what do we see? Do we see Drake take these steps forward and, you know, really grow as a a leader, as a player, Um, which I certainly think we will. Uh, but but you got to go and prove it, and, and you start off with a bang and, and finish with one as well to end the season. When I look at Florida State's schedule, I honestly think this thing is pretty balanced overall. They, of course, open with LSU, neutral site, but in Florida, in Orlando, so that's going to be a great game. And then Southern Miss, and then at Boston College, at Clemson, bye week. So you do have two road games and only one true home game to start off the year. But I think if you're Florida State, Mac, you kind of want Clemson early because you feel a little more secure about your offensive identity and Clemson maybe not. Now that is four weeks into the year and it is at Clemson, but I think that's a benefit for FSU. No, I I completely agree there. I I think, KG, if if you want them, you you want them in that first month. Okay, we're we're working out the issues. We're working out a new coordinator. We're working out new position players, some, some really key spots. You know, with with left tackle moving on, wide receiver, you have to figure out who the guy's going to be, who steps up. Um, and again, just that cohesion of, of the offense, uh, absolutely. I mean, it works out really nicely, you know, for the Knowles who just seem like they have everybody back and are going to be feeling, you know, really, really good. And two years ago, we, we saw, you know, Florida State go, you know, punch for punch with Clemson, uh, you know, scoring a, a fumble six touchdown that thought, okay, it's just over. And then Will Shipley storms into the end zone to, to win the game. Um, so, so yeah, I think, I think it's very beneficial for Florida state, obviously starting with LSU is going to be monumental. Uh, that's going to be a, a, a top 10, maybe a top eight, you know, matchup to, to really set the tone for either the SEC or the ACC. 
and, and moving forward there. So a great opportunity Sunday night. The entire country is going to be watching that game. Uh, but also when I, I see the end of the schedule and I see Duke yes. at Wake Forest, which we know they're going to score a lot of points, at Pittsburgh, which at that time of year isn't going to be fun. Going against that defense is going to be grueling. And then Miami, uh, and then, of course, finishing with Florida. So it's going to be interesting just to see how do they manage expectation, how do they handle, again, all the pressure of you're going to win the championship, you're going to win the championship, not just be in it, you're going to win it. There's going to be a ton of hype and a ton of excitement, which – Rightfully so, I think, to a point. But as we have said time and time again on this podcast, when you look at Florida State last year, they won the games they're supposed to win. They did not win any games that they were questioned about. They did not beat any ranked opponents. You you have to be able to take that next step. And I certainly think they can, uh, but it's just one of those things. You, you have to go do it. It's, a, it's great to talk about, but go do it on the field. The only game they won that people probably thought they wouldn't, even though I'm FSU may have been favored. I'm trying to think back was the LSU game just because people were saying who the heck is FSU, LSU, whatever. But what I like about Florida state on this schedule, you know, the sec always plays a cupcake in that, that week before rivalry week, Florida state is playing a cupcake. They're playing North Alabama before they play Florida. They said, you know what? No, Florida, we're not going to let you go play whoever salvation army and we're going to have to play a good team and then play you. So I, I like the flex there from FSU. You know, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. You beat them last year doing that. <laughs> you know, now play by their rules, and, and let's see what happens. Exactly. Okay, before we talk about Pitt next, I want to bring up Rock'em Socks, our great partner, Rock'emSocks.com. And it reminded me because they have the Primani Bros socks for Pitt, and I just think that's like the coolest, most unique design maybe of all the ACC schools. There's a ton of awesome ones. And if you've missed it, go to Max Twitter at Eric McLean, enter to win for your favorite team. And if you don't win there, go to rock'emSocks.com, use our code GML20, 20% off. You just can't beat it. And get your socks ready. Right now is the time to get your socks because it's cold outside. But then you also get your, your collection stocked up, Max, for football season. That's right. You got to get your lucky socks. You got to get your workout socks. You got to get your fuzzy socks. KG's a big proponent of the mm, fuzzy socks. True. And- so any unique design, they've got Marvel, they've got TV shows, pop culture, sandwich shops, anything you want. Uh, they've got some fun socks for it. Just add a little flavor to your wardrobe there. Go check out Rock'em Socks. As KG said, GML, save 20% on your first order. Let's get to Pittsburgh here. I think another team with a very interesting September, they have Wofford, then Cincinnati at West Virginia, North Carolina at Virginia Tech. So definitely some interesting games for the Pitt Panthers, I think the stretch, or at least just the back-to-back of Notre Dame and Florida State, October 28th and November 4th, you could possibly back-to-back top 15, top 10 teams, depending on what happens with both of those schools, and Notre Dame is on the road. Other than that, I see, uh, you know, besides those two non-con games, which is Pitt controls, I, I see some a manageable schedule for Pitt. Yeah, and, and I think what's really interesting, KG, is again – just look at how quick of a start can can they have. You know, Cincinnati's not going to be an easy game. You know, at West Virginia is not going to be an easy game. And then you got North Carolina and at Virginia Tech uh, for your first kind of run of the season there. And, and you're bringing in a new quarterback. You're bringing in some new guys. You're losing some really key pieces defensively that you just have to rebuild. And we spoke with Pat Bostic a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, and, and he he thinks they're ready. He thinks those guys behind them will, will step up and – play very admirably. But that's what I'm interested to see is that first run of the season, 
I think we're going to learn a lot about Pittsburgh yeah. and, and yeah. who they can be. And again, can they somehow just sneak into nine wins? And you look up and you're like, daggum, it's a pretty good year. These guys have really got something good going on here and just have been a really consistent model for the last two years. Or more with Phil Dracovic. And they do play Boston College on a Thursday night on November 16th. So I'm excited for that game. Let's look at the Dukies. Mac, did you see, I know you've been out doing things. Did you see the video Duke posted? <laughs> they were trolling Dabo, right? That that was obvious. And I thought it was hilarious, actually. I think it's funny, too, until you look up the scoreboard and then maybe you think it's not so funny. So we'll see. We'll see if it's funny or not funny. I still thought it was hilarious. They did some really funny things for their schedule release. I thought they were very creative. So Duke, I've never seen Duke and correct me if I'm wrong, but like on the national stage on Labor Day weekend to open the year, I've never really seen Duke there. And I think obviously the ACC was trying to get Clemson on Labor Day night. Florida State's already playing a big opponent that weekend. North Carolina's already playing a big opponent that weekend. So what do you do? And they said, hey, we've got a nine win Duke. Let's let's put them up against Clemson and see what happens to open the year. But you said it earlier, Mac, that's going to be a, a massive test. Yeah, no, it really will be, you know, and, and I think it's it's not just, again, not to to devalue what they're going to do, because I think Duke's going to be really good, but th- there are things that you can learn in a loss if that happens. In a win, you'll learn even more, um, but I, I think that just how Duke plays, are, are they ready for that step? Because when you talk to some people, we, we spoke with, you know, uh, some people that you'll hear later, it's a future episode, but when they measure success and when they measure NFL-type guys, Clemson's the standard. Clemson is what, okay, if you want to go do this, how do you stack up against those guys? And that, that's not going to change for the foreseeable future. When it, when you see you know what they're able to do, you see Clemson making coordinator changes after winning the ACC, playing in a New Year's Six Bowl. Go, go toe-to-toe with them. Let, let's see what you got. And Riley's a gamer. Riley wants all the smoke, and, and I think Coach Elko does as well. This will be a great indicator where Duke is as a program. And not only that, but how do they do after – they play Clemson. Are they beat up? Are they banged up? Are they down? Or are they feeling really good and, you know, jump out into this thing and, and Lafayette, Northwestern, and at UConn blowing people out? And then, okay, Notre Dame, let's go. Let, let's go toe-to-toe here. Another giant, uh, you know, when you look at lines of scrimmage, when you look at things that they're going to want to do, Sam Hartman, very familiar, you know, with playing Duke. Um, I, I think that that's going to be two games that are kind of bookend here at the first mm-hmm. part of their season that – Man, it, it could be really, really big for Duke if, if they could figure those out. Duke has some brands on the schedule, that's for sure. And they host Clemson and Notre Dame. That's not much more you could ask for there. And then they also go at Florida State. They go at North Carolina. They finish up with Pittsburgh. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a tough schedule for nine-win Duke. But I'm telling you this, Mac, if just imagine for a second if Duke beats Clemson to open the year, the college football world, will be turned upside down, and we start the playoff Duke discussion. I'm just telling you right now, if that happens. Kelly Grambling leading the charge, guaranteeing bowl wins to guaranteeing Duke in the playoff. Let's go, baby. (laughs) Is what the world needs. Duke's no longer a basketball school. They're not even ranked. They're actually very good in, in women's hoops. You should check out their team. Okay. NC State is up next. I just have to mention, I don't even know if I want to talk about this, Mac, because I read an article today about how Jim Phillips is telling these ACC schools to stop doing this, but they keep doing it. Both Duke and NC State are playing at UConn. I I know that it's a money thing because if you do a home and home, 
You don't have to pay them the massive check, but this is low key ridiculous. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I think that you should <laughs> never do it. Uh, it's it's a lose lose situation. Um, there, there's nothing good that comes from it. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those things, man. You just don't want to be a part of. But you know, maybe it is good because guess what? Notre Dame's next, and it's your first home game. Uh, exactly. So maybe that'll be a little warm up game. You know, for Brennan and and those guys, you know, coming together their first time as a unit. Um, you know, UConn's defense is stingy. You know, I, I covered them in the bowl game. The things that they were able to do this past season, sure. they can make it difficult for you. They beat Boston College last year. So, with all that said, you got to be ready. It's a lose lose. Uh, the other interesting thing: two Friday night games. I have heard the North Carolina yes, coach back to back. More than anybody, they just don't like it. They they like that being for high school football. And, and I think that we'll hear mm-hmm. Coach maybe say that or address that. But at the end of the day, you're going to play where you're supposed to. You're going to play where you're told. But I think they, they don't like that aspect. It's good for the ACC to be on a standalone stage. But at the end of the day, I, th- I think the coaches would like to see that kind of pushed to the wayside. I thought that was very, very weird. I didn't understand necessarily the point, but – yeah, they're they're doing that. I do like that NC State plays Duke, Wake, and North Carolina plays all those ACC teams, or all right, of course ACC, all those triangle teams. I, I I like that for NC State. Next up for us is Louisville. I think this schedule is more much more manageable than last year's for Louisville with some of the non-con stuff they had, but they do have that tough stretch in the middle of the schedule. NC State Thursday night, Notre Dame, Pitt and two of those on the road. But if you are Louisville overall, I think you'll take the fact that you don't draw Clemson or Florida State. <laughs> You're celebrating jubilation all throughout Louisville uh, that, that you don't pull them in year one of what you know is going to be a rebuild, of what is going to be a retooling you know, for Louisville. But that, that's a really tough stretch. You know, At NC State, Notre yeah. Dame, at Pitt, and then Duke on the back end of that. Um, I don't know what to think of Louisville, you know, right now that they are until proven otherwise, you know, the team of mystery. And I know they did what they did last year and and they really, you know, got it going and we're on an impressive run, but man, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, with, with a new coaching staff coming in and, and very excited about coach Brom. And we heard, you know, our Louisville guests talking about people are jacked up and, and more so about Louisville football than maybe they've been in quite some time. And I think that should translate because that home field advantage can be a real thing. You just got to fill the seats and you've got to get going. So, so having games like Notre Dame, maybe a, a higher ranked, uh, you know, Duke team. And then of course, Kentucky towards the end of the season, you, you or the end to end the season, you've got to fill those out. You've got to have that advantage. You have to have that presence at November 25th. That stadium doesn't need to look purple because there's so much blue and red. It needs to be red. It needs to be overwhelming support those guys, show up, and get it going. That's what I need to see from Lowell, to be honest. I agree, and I think that Brom definitely has the potential to do that in Louisville, for sure. Let's look at Wake Forest here. Uh, another just shaking my head moment. Wake Forest is going to go to Old Dominion. Lord help us. I, I don't know. I don't know why. But beyond that, when you look at Wake, I think it's interesting. They're finished to the year. We've always talked about, Mac, how Wake – can get off to really hot starts, but then struggle in November. They finish with three road games in November at Duke, NC State at home, at Notre Dame, at Syracuse. You better get some wins early 
because that is a really tough stretch for the Deeks. Yeah, I mean, the tough stretch begins in October. I mean, after their bye week, which True. I fully expect them, you know, to be four and zero to to you know be fighting to be ranked if they're not already to start the season at Clemson, at Virginia Tech, and then all those teams you just listed. I mean, it it, it could be either very impressive or get bad in a hurry. And again, you're you're moving on, you're you're changing the guard, you know, and and I think that offense still is going to be what it is, but. This is a tough schedule, and I think you know it'll be interesting in the in the months and weeks to come. You know, we'll kind of rank these what we think is the toughest, who has the the hardest schedule, things of that nature. Wake Forest is fighting for that number one spot. And when you just talk about ACC schedule and the way it maps out here, man, it, it's going to be a tough one. But I think that Coach Clawson, uh, I think that this offense is going to be firing on all cylinders. I think Mitch Griffiths is ready, you know, to take on the reins and and to be the guy. And of course, that receiver room, you know, is loaded. It's going to be interesting to see, though, that the, the test is there and it's in front of Wake Forest. It is. Of course, their non-con is, is pretty easy, but the ACC schedule, Mac, I agree with you, is very difficult. You draw Clemson and Florida State and NC State and Pitt, oh, and Notre Dame and Duke. So a, a lot of the teams at the top. It's going to be interesting. And I think that homecoming, you know, just for, for Sam Hartman to, to come back to Wake yeah. Forest going to be super bittersweet for a lot of fans. And, and you know, it's going to be a lot of range of emotions, I think, for everybody involved, including Sam Hartman. But that, that's going to be a really, really fun game, you know, to kind of end the season there for, for their second to last game. Let's look at Syracuse next. Syracuse, we talked about this with Matt Park on our episode yesterday, how they had that really tough stretch in the middle with Clemson, Notre Dame, and NC State. Well, they have another very tough stretch. They have Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State three in a row and two of those on the road before their bye week. So that's going to be tough for the Orange. They also go to Purdue in their non-conference. They have weird back-to-back, I think a Thursday night and a Friday night with Virginia Tech and Boston College. But it's just weird. It's, it feels like for some reason Syracuse always gets a brutal October stretch of three ranked teams that just seems to be a thing for the cues it's going to be tough and you better get ready and you better be ready to to rumble because again those three teams are they're going to be playing at a super high level and then i think your reward is you get to go to virginia tech and then you get to play in a baseball stadium let's ride let's let's make it happen and play uh you know where the yankees play which i have my own thoughts on on football being played in baseball stadiums but uh, it, it, it's a tough schedule as well. And, and again, I think what the good thing is that we keep saying that KG is because the ACC is elevating. The, the league has much better teams, the teams that are playing at a high level, nine win teams everywhere you look. Uh, and, and so I think that that is what we're seeing the league take a step. And, and certainly another one can be had this season. I'm with you on that, Mac. Okay. Let's look at Miami. I think first and foremost, Miami needs to hire an offensive coordinator. Uh, and then you can address this schedule. So we'll see what happens there with Josh Gaddis being let go. Our Miami episode is forthcoming, so stay tuned for that. I'm, I'm still excited about the Canes hosting AM, two massive brands. That's going to be fun. I think it's very winnable considering the season AM just had. We all know their struggles. But later in the year, that stretch of five weeks, I know they have Virginia in the middle there, but they have UNC Clemson, Virginia. NC State, Florida State, and three of them on the road. It's Look, as much as we love the Coastal and we're going to miss the Coastal, you've got Miami now with Clemson and Florida State and NC State in a span of four weeks. It's kind of like welcome back to the other side of the league. right? 
<laughs> have fun. You don't want divisions, right? Here you go. Here's your reward. Uh, yeah, I mean, anytime that that a team has to play both Clemson and Florida State, especially this next coming year, and and hopefully you know the years to come, it's just it's tough. And, and when you play them, uh, you know, in in such a small condensed window in a month, uh, it, it's going to be a tough thing for Miami. And just looking, who are they going to be this year? And, and Again, they built some depth in the transfer portal with some size, with some big dogs on the offensive line. You bring in two five-stars that are going to be fighting to play very quickly. And then you have Tyler Van Dyke, who we know is a dog. We know can light up a scoreboard, a stat sheet, do all these things. But he has to be given the opportunity. And guys around him certainly have to step up at the wide receiver position. You're losing Will Mallory at tight end. It's going to be interesting to see you know, how – and how quickly can Miami take the steps necessary to get back? Or is it going to be more growing pains? And and I don't want to say we're wasting talent, but essentially to to kind of waste Tyler Van Dyke being here right now, a guy that you know could be this generational talent. But if he's right in the middle of this rebuild and having to deal with the things that you know he did last year, especially again in 2023, it, it would be disappointing. So I, I'm fascinated to see Miami. Um they're a team that I've been so excited about, it seems like, every other year. And I'm not being tricked this time, KG. You're going to have to show me, Miami. You're going to have to prove it to me uh, that you can win football games, that you can handle success and understand you know, what it takes to play at this level. And, and I, I think they have a little ways to go to get there. They're going to have to prove it. You're not just going to be picked to win the Coastal this year, I think, if, if you're Miami because the Coastal doesn't exist. And I, I really want to see who they hire as their OC. I, I think that's the big question right now. Forget their schedule, honestly. Who, who do they hire in that position? We have four teams left here, Mac. Georgia Tech, BC, Virginia Tech, and Virginia. Georgia Tech somehow still gets a pretty brutal schedule. And, and part of it is their own doing with this, this home-and-home they're doing with Ole Miss because they're going to Ole Miss, and they have Clemson, and they have Georgia. So that's going to be three really good teams there. Beyond that, they don't have Florida State. They've got a bye week right there in the middle. I'm intrigued by, honestly, Georgia Tech-Louisville to open the year. Two first-year head coaches. Of course, Key, an interim, and has a little more experience down there. But I think that game will tell us a lot, honestly, about both of these teams. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think just seeing, okay, now that it's his team – his culture, his guys, which I know that still takes some time, but we saw in, in a very condensed amount of time, you know, the, the turnaround and, and the attitude and what they were able to do. And, you know, hearing from from our guys, you know, talking about Georgia Tech and, and looking at, okay, here's what they can provide. And you guys will hear this on Friday, the next episode. What is the quarterback position? How good do we feel about that? How much growth can we go and get in the portal or develop that we have right here and there? And so, I'm just interested to to see that makeup, KG, and and a whole new offensive staff. What does that look like? What is the mindset of that offense? What is the identity going to be? Um, at the end of the day, I think we're going to see physicality, grit, toughness, all those things kind of embody an offensive lineman. Well, that's your head coach, and that's going to go throughout the entire team. And I'm excited to see that. I'm really excited about Coach, you know, getting this opportunity at his alma mater to lead these guys. When I next up is Boston College, and when I look at Boston College, I really think just two things. I think they get FSU early at home, and I think that could be a trap game for Florida State because Florida State has Clemson the next week. And I just think about some of the recent games at Boston College for FSU that haven't gone well. And then, of course, Boston College, Pittsburgh on a Thursday night on November 16th. Little revenge there. There's a lot that we don't know about BC. 
But those are the two games that stand out for me when I look at their schedule. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting. Again, it's it's always something when you look at a team and, and they have multiple you know games on different days. Like Louisville has one, two, three, four, four of them. Boston College here with three of them. I mean, it, it's it's good and bad because it's short weeks, but also at the same time, it's a standalone game and it's a really good recruiting opportunity for you to be on a, a massive stage for everybody to see what you're doing, everybody to get a peek, and how can you take advantage of that? You know, going to Syracuse on a Friday night going to Pittsburgh on a Thursday, then hosting Miami, you know, on a Friday. What what can you do with that opportunity placed in front of you? And as you said, a, a lot of question marks with Boston College. I think we kind of know what we're going to get from Emmett Moorhead. He has a big arm. He's a big talent. Uh, and, and, you know, who steps up to replace Zay Flowers? How can that offensive line, who was just terrorized last year, Christian Mahogany coming back, how can they kind of level out to get back to the play that we know and expect from Boston College? Speaking of not knowing a lot, probably the teams we know the least about are Virginia Tech and Virginia. Virginia Tech will host Old Dominion at home. Lord help us. And then they will play two Big Ten teams, Purdue and at Rutgers. And then they're going to Marshall. I I just hate this opening schedule for Virginia Tech, Mac. Beyond that, they've got Florida State on there. Um, They're going to, of course, close with Virginia. And it'll it'll be exciting to see that game be played again. But this is honestly one of the weirdest, stupidest Septembers I've ever seen from an ACC team. <laughs> I think uh, I think you would have to be just filled with joy, you know, if if you get two dubs in September. I mean, to to figure uh, that out, eat to go get it going. Um, it, it's just again, it's a team that I just don't know what to expect. I, I just saw so much inconsistent play, you know, from them a year ago and. You know, who's going to step up? Who, who's going to be playmakers? Because you're losing a lot of guys. You lost a lot of guys in the portal. Um, who's going to be there for you? Now, you added some really key pieces that I think can contribute right away. Um, but it's, it's again, it's kind of similar to Miami. you got to show me it. I've got to see it because those fans deserve it at Lane Stadium. They bring it each yes. and every Saturday. Uh, give them something to cheer for. Go out there and, and get it done on the field. The Hokies also finished with three of their last four on the road. So, you got to win some games early if you're going to hope for a bowl game. Lastly, here is Virginia. Mac, on the flip side, I am very interested by Virginia's September. Now, I'm worried about them, just what they're going to look like. But at Tennessee, JMU, at Maryland, NC State, at Boston College, that's a tough September. I will give them credit for that, for the scheduling there. Now, what does that look like? I don't know. Uh, I will say just Virginia – Overall, they're one of, I think, one of two teams that doesn't draw either Clemson or Florida State. So that's good. That September is interesting, but I don't know what Virginia is going to look like. And so I'm a little worried about them with that September. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, open your your stadium up, you know, or, or excuse me, your season up at Tennessee. It's in Nashville. So you don't, you know, get the full fledge of Rocky Top, but close enough, um, you know, and, and, and just that team, because they're going to be really good. I mean, Tennessee is going to be. Dynamic. I mean, we we pretty much saw what that team's going to look like next year in the Orange Bowl, and then they they look just fine, you know, against Clemson. So seeing what they can do there, James Madison, a very good program that just made a jump recently at Maryland. You know, Talia Tungavailoa is back. You know, he's coming back for his senior year. We saw what he was able to do in in the bowl game against NC State. Not uber impressive, but certainly flashes. Um, and then traveling to Rollywood on a Friday night. So it's going to be a really rough stretch for Virginia. Uh, you know, they've made some some coaching changes, some guys moving on, things of that nature. Um, 
it, it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, what, what, what are they able to do? How are they able to rally as a team and, uh, you know, just really get this going? I am so happy to see football schedules in January because that means that, you know, at some point we will play football again, but this was fun. We will have a lot more reaction as we get closer to the season, but you can expect more ACC under review. Georgia Tech will be coming out at the end of this week. We've got Miami next week. We already recorded that one. It was really, really interesting. Both Georgia Tech and Miami, I thought, were two of our better interviews with these play-by-play guys who have all been great. So make sure y'all stay tuned for that. And and Max got to go out to Texas, hopefully, and meet the Rock. I mean, you're you're busy, Max. You got to go. I just pray that that bird gets off the plane. We'll see. But thanks for tuning in, guys. Emergency pod here. We had to do it. Uh, schedule release. A lot, lot of fun stuff. Can't wait to further break this down and kind of give you our grades. We'll play a little win game with these and just really figure out who, who's going to be rocking in the ACC. Uh, but that's it from us. We need you to go over to YouTube. Mash that subscribe button. It's been awesome to see y'all's presence over there. Drop some comments. Leave anything you want. It's fun to chat with you guys over there. Uh, also, the OGs. Go back over to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We always appreciate y'all's feedback there. But until next time, we'll see y'all.